This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're in the Storm Center. Welcome into a new week of the Storm Center podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Uh, I'm going to go through a bunch of the other sports that have been happening all over the week, and then we'll bring in former host John Kay to talk about football as usual. So to start out, women's golf plays fifth on fifth on Tuesday at the MIAA Jamboree at Albion. They'll be at Kalamazoo for the second MIAA Jamboree on Saturday. Women's soccer took down number 17 Denison 3-2 on the road and then beat Augustana 1-0 on Saturday. They travel to Manchester today, and they will face off against Earlham at home on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Women's volleyball swept Manchester 3-0 on, on Wednesday and also took two W's on Friday with a 3-1 victory over Franklin and a 3-0 sweep over Wilmington. And they went 1-1 one one on Saturday with a 3-0 loss against Hanover and a 3-2 win over Berea. Congrats to Jacqueline Bauman on her 2,000th career assist. That's one heck of a milestone there. They will travel to Franklin College on Friday to play Baldwin-Wallace and Bethany, and then they will have two matches at home against Kalamazoo and Manchester on Saturday. Women's Cross Country placed second at the Mount St. Joseph Invitational. Women's Tennis lost 5-4 to four at Anderson and will, and will participate in the ITA Regional Championships in Kalamazoo. Men's golf plays first at the Canventury Invitational at Zollner on Tuesday. They also play second at the Irish Hills Invitational. They, te- they will tee off tomorrow at the second MIAA Jamboree at Olivet and will be in the third MIAA Jamboree at Zollner this weekend. And congrats to Mitch Lowney on winning MIAA Player of the Week. Congratulations, Mitch. Men's tennis got swept at Goshen on Wednesday and had a close 5-4 loss at Anderson on Friday. ACHA D2 men's hockey went undefeated over the past week with two W's over Michigan, 5-1 on Friday and 9-1 on Sunday. They will face off against Central Michigan on Friday and Saturday. Both of those will be at home. ACHA D3 men's hockey will face off against Purdue on Friday and Saturday at home following ACHA D2. Men's cross country placed first at the Mount St. Joseph Invitational. Congratulations to them. Men's soccer lost 2-0 at Otterbein. They will play DePaul tonight at 7 o'clock and will travel to Anderson on Saturday. Hopefully that game does not get postponed tonight. There is a lot of rain expected here in Angola. All right, let's go ahead and bring in John Kay to talk about football. John, we were both at the game for at least the first half on Saturday. Not going to lie, it got really hot out there. So we decided to go into our dorms and decided to watch it. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, it was, man, comeback season. Yes, sir. Uh, this team is, this team's got the, got a mental toughness that, again, we haven't seen in a couple years. Just down at halftime again, a really rough first half. And we yeah. were, we talked about it before the show. Just, man, that was not a not a pretty start for the Thunder. Alex Price struggled throwing the ball Defense seemed to struggle again at times, but that second half just completely flipped it around thanks to a huge, 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 huge third quarter, and that's 
really a, a good mindset to have. You know, you go into the you go into the locker room, you're trailing, but you come out of the locker room and all you can think is, okay, zero zero ball game. Let's let's get after it. This is yep. a new game. And they did a great job of of doing that and ended up coming back and flipping the script on uh, Mount St. Joseph. Yeah, it's something that we see from a lot of teams here at Triumph. We saw it in softball almost every game last year, which those were always fun to watch. Saw it in, a, I believe, basketball in the MIAA championship. They weren't, I don't think they were down, but they were certainly closer than what it really should have been against Albion. And it's just all about the comebacks, and that's what I love about going to Trine is just watching all these teams and just their perseverance is amazing. As I said, Alex Price had 116 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions on seven for 23 but luckily, Zane Kirby went for 184 yards and a touchdown. I guess I nailed the prediction, kind of. He went for 60 yards more. I mean, it works. Works for me. You got it, right? Yeah. He had to get. He had to hit 120 to get to 180. So. Right. And he had, what, like 90 in the first half, I think? Yeah, Which, something like I mean, that. He, I, I mean, guess he, he just, had 90 in the second half. <laughs> he was uh, – Zane Kirby, after, a, again, just a rough week last week. Yeah. Could not get going, it seemed like, at any point other than, I believe it was late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, when he scored that touchdown. Yeah. But, man, just could not get it going. And so a really good turnaround this week. Good job. Shout out to the offensive line. Uh, Underappreciated group. Big bounce back for those guys. Yeah, running back can't do what he does so well without a good offensive line in front of him. and. Those guys stepped up this week and were huge. So that's definitely a game like you hear NFL quarterbacks go like buy their whole offensive line like a watch. That's where if Zane Kirby was making money, he'd be getting a watch for all those guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was just that was a huge game. And again, just that's looking in the mirror after a tough loss and going, okay, what do we need to do better? Let's pick something to get better at. And that offensive line, obviously made run blocking a priority this week. And again, they just, they got after it. They did a great job. Yeah. And also on the offensive side, Connor Arthur had 52 yards on two catches and a touchdown. Kyron Pierce had 41 yards on two catches and, uh, and one 44 yard kick return. They were kind they were keeping the ball away from KP there for a little bit. Uh, they've definitely been watching film. I mean, wouldn't you yeah. <laughs> after last week and just, a huge special, two huge special teams plays a week ago, and then KP just an, another big return. Yep. And you've, if you're kicking the ball and you're a special teams coach, you got to be smart. You can't yeah. just kick it to them and uh, whatever happens, happens. No, because those are game changing plays. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's a good way for when the Thunder are struggling, if they give up a touchdown on a, on, you know, big play or a long drive, one of those demoralizing kind of drives. Um, KP getting the ball in his hands is a really good way to flip the momentum back on our side a little bit. And they tried to, they tried early to kick it away from him and they kicked to Josh Davis, but Mm. I mean, he's just as explosive back there. So now, now the question becomes, even though he's only shown it in a small sample size is, well, who do we kick the ball to? Right. You're going to get burned by one of those two guys back there. For those of you that say the special teams don't really matter in the grand scheme of football, uh, watch the film on KP. That's they, all I'll say. They matter. Or go watch the Alabama-Florida game where a missed extra point early in the game ended up deciding the yep. game. You know. Uh, also, Brandon Klein had one catch and one touchdown. I mean, come on. Uh, he, I mean, he got the one that matters. Efficiency. Efficiency, <laughs> right? <laughs> all the analytics guys are going insane right now off that. Josh Davis had, like we said, had 54 yards returning on two attempts. 
And then on the defensive side, Kyle Nath and Jacob Yoder combined for a sack, and the defense had a combined six tackles for loss. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, get them before they can get going. And, again, the defensive line, they've been they've been really good early in the season, and that's a very welcome sign. Yeah, I mean, because Demont- that was a place we were both kind of worried about. Yeah, I mean, and with, you know, they've got some youth mixed in with some experience, but it's just been fun and can't talk enough about Jamon Gibson. That dude's, oh. that dude's just, oh, that is crazy coming <laughs> off the edge. Yeah. You want you want the bull rush, he has it. You want the speed rush, he's got that too. And that's that's a tough combo to block. Yeah, exactly. And Jamon is a beast. But I think we th- said it at least three or four times. But, again, everybody on that defensive line, they are all really good. I mean, yeah. you, look at, you look at Yoder and Jacob Jackson and uh, – <clears throat> Kendall Himes, they're just it's a really good unit up front. They're really yeah. tough. They can they can play the run and they can play the pass. I mean, as an offensive line, you have to you you want to pick one area of the game that you're gonna dominate. Like, okay, we're gonna hang our hat on this, we're gonna go out, we're gonna dominate these guys. And with this bunch, you you know, you can hang your hat on that one thing, but they're gonna knock that hat off that yeah. peg and go, Yeah, what now? Yeah, exactly. And uh, on MSJ's side, Josh Taylor went for 225 yards passing, four touchdowns, and 107 yards rushing. I heard that uh, after halftime, they put Kyle Nafe on just strict QB spy, and that's what really held Taylor. Well, 107 yards still a lot, but holding him, he could have had a lot more. Yeah, and we um, early in the game, that's really what they struggled with, yeah. keeping Taylor contained because he was passing effectively, but he was running it just as effectively. Yeah. And- you know, we talked about it last week with Alex Price. We, he was so good in the first half of the Rose Holman game because he was just cutting it loose. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you, you know, play him too heavy in the pass, he's just he can run the ball on you if the coverage is good and you only bring three. So or four, excuse me, not three. Well, I mean, you can bring three too. But sure. It doesn't matter. Uh potato potato. Anyways. Um, but that's just what that's what makes dual threat quarterbacks such a commodity in the game now is Things break down, they get creative, and they make things happen. And then you see guys, you know, and it wasn't just running on broken pass plays, but it was also the designed runs. I mean, Josh yeah. Taylor, we saw a handful of times just a designed QB power, and, yeah, and he would made it happen. Bust it open. And it was just one of those things where uh, that's why you cannot just stop watching at halftime because you're going to, like, yeah, they put an all, all, a preseason All-American on uh, QB spy. And I mean, that's, I think that's really a credit to how good Kyle Nafe is. Yeah. Too. I mean, you could have coach could have done the same thing with Pollard. I mean, just, just as good, both linebackers really could have done yeah. the deed, but I mean, shutting down, trusting, putting a lot of trust in one guy to, Hey, you need to go be a game changer. And Kyle Nafe answered the call. Yeah, exactly. So the final score, 31 to 30 again, but we're on the winning side this time. And also on a two point conversion for MSJ ended with the rollout. And you said it was a. Uh, yeah, like a smash. Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Just that outside guy runs a curl, inside guy, slot guy runs a post and throw it to who, whoever's open. But it, yep. it looked like they just both occupied the same amount of space. And yeah. <laughs> Taylor yeah. threw it between the two of them. But there was also a penalty. So yeah, that too. Wouldn't have mattered really in the grand scheme of things unless right. if it was just a – do yeah. you replay on two-point conversions for stuff like that? Or? Yeah, I would assume so. If okay. it's a defensive penalty, yeah. 
Okay. Would make sense. Right, but if it was on offense. Yeah. But, yeah, just, I mean, like we talked about last week, sometimes you're, you know, on the right side of things. Sometimes you're on the wrong side of things. And this yep. week, Trine finds themselves, again, coming back. But this time, you know, the away team tries to steal. We talk, I mean, like we talked about, away team tries to steal one with a two-point conversion in the yep. first overtime. You know? Yeah, and. Different situation, different result. Yeah, and Trine said, no, no, no. You're not yep. getting this. We're not losing to you. We Someone in your conference did this to us last week. We're not yep. doing that again. Yep, just huge, huge stand by the defense and a huge win going to center yep. college to play a really tough ball team, getting ready to kick off conference play the week after. This is a huge win. I mean, this is something that you could you can ride the wave of into this next week. Oh yeah, because playing playing a tough team and, and also go next steal week, one. Next week being homecoming, yeah, big win against Center. That would be a huge win. Looking at their score, Center's done really well in the past couple weeks. Uh, so they will be at Center playing at seven o'clock on Saturday. Uh, what previews do we have for Center? Uh, well, this is a team that they've got the firepower on offense. They're averaging forty-eight points per game. Um. Yeah, is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's you know that's something that we're used to doing a couple of years ago. But yep. it's going to be a tall task for the defense. Another another dual threat guy in Trenton Duper or Dupper, one of the two. I suck with names. <laughs> um, we're not we're not a yeah. that kind of pod. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> not big name guys sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, is again, he's a dual threat guy. Second second leading rusher on the team, two yards behind running back Patrick Edwards. Edwards is at 161, Duper, Dupper's at 159, two touchdowns, uh, four touchdowns for Edwards, but not shy throwing the ball either, and 476 yards on the season, six touchdowns with a 68.5% completion percentage. That's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, just, it's going to be, it's going to be another tough game, and again, this is just going to be huge. It's going to be huge for us mentally going forward, coming out, you know, we can hang, we've shown... These last two weeks, even if we're out of a ball game, we're not out of the ball game, you know. Mm-hmm. So, gonna be gonna be a tough one, and one that I'm gonna have to try and keep tabs on because I'll be out of town this weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're all gonna be keeping tabs on that. Uh, the video, of course, is always on the Trine Athletics website. You'll always be sure to check that out. And I believe it's time for predictions. Yeah. So, uh, overall, last week, only like one of us hit. Yeah, on we were one. we were one for four. Okay. So. And that was you getting Kirby with Kirby. plus 120 rushing yards. Yeah. Okay, so at center, long drive to center, what I've heard. I hear that they're going to leave on Friday. Yeah. Get to Lexington and then do the other half hour on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's – and that's, that's again, that's another tough, tough obstacle to overcome on a road trip is having to stay, you know, not that the beds here are that comfy, but you don't get to stay <laughs> in your own. I'm not trying to say anything bad, okay? I'm just <laughs> – you know, it's just it's that old adage. You don't get to sleep in your own bed in your own space. You know, yep. you're gonna be sleeping in a hotel, or it's just it's gonna be weird. Game day prep, yeah, might be a little different from that aspect. Yeah, definitely. Probably just gonna get the hotel breakfast, and then probably head your way on over there. Get there probably pretty early, so you just get the atmosphere going and all that. So for my prediction, center averages forty eight points per game. I'm going to say we're going to have a close one here. 
I'm going to have 28 to 31 trine Ryan Hibbett's last second field goal. You're going to have the scoring 31 again. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's destined that's at fair. this point. I mean, that's fair. Um, man, that's tough. Um, I just don't know. The offense has been pretty inconsistent uh, for us. And that's, that's what worries me is the offense. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of, eh. like we have one side of the ball, one side of the offense. We either had the passing side or the running side show up, but I'm going to say it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to go. I think, I don't know. It's tough. I don't like saying this, but I think it, I think we're gonna lose, but it's gonna oh. be close. Yeah, I know. It hurts to say it. I think it's gonna end up being like 48-41 or 49-41. Okay. Somewhere in there. Or okay. 49-42. It's gonna be it's gonna be a one touchdown game. I think the offense wakes up, but I think we just wake up a drive too late. Okay. Which is fair. I mean, it, it's, yeah, a it's, fair. it's it's a long road trip. It's a long road trip. Yeah, and it's one hundred percent fair. I like I said, the just so much inconsistency in the offense, like we even saw that in the Rose Holman game, the inconsistencies. Alex Price rushes for 40 yards and a half and then has nothing. nothing. And, and then throws the ball really well that first week, or first week at home, excuse me, not yeah. the first week, but throws the ball really well and then comes out last week, doesn't throw the ball as well. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It's going to be a tough game. I think it, either way, it's going to be a hard-fought game. I, yeah. I don't think our defense will give up 49 points, but again, long road trip, mm. there's always that chance. You know. So that's what I went with sort of a lower score because I see it being a slugfest. Our defense has been really good. Really, only thing I'm kind of half-tempted to worry about is the secondary, but Aaron Dean did a really good job last week. Just He, he was all over the receivers. But, uh, yeah, I see it as sort of a slugfest, but I would not mind seeing a high-scoring game either like that. Either way, it's going to be a good way to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I just I hope we can pull it out, but... Long road trip doesn't yeah. give me too much hope. And do we want to do Price and Kirby? Or, or whatever yeah. predictions you want to make. Yeah. I think our defense gets a pick. Okay. Again. Defense Did gets we get a pick, pick last week? We didn't get no, a pick. No, we didn't we get, didn't a, get pick. a pick last week. I think we rebound and get a pick and two sacks. Okay. Ooh, a pick and two sacks. Yeah. I was going to go right around there, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll do. It. I'll go for offense this week. Um, I'll say Alex Price throws for... 175, two touchdowns, and Kirby has 90 yards, two touchdowns. Bounce back week. Bounce yeah, back week. For that's sure. Good. Well, I mean, it's 90 yards. That's a down week for Zane Kirby. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after last week. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I don't remember what I said for a score, but yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That was like four minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Well, that will be it for this week's Storm Center podcast. Hopefully, you'll be able to tune in next week where we'll be covering everything that happens in the week of Trine Sports. Homecoming. And homecoming. Homecoming. It's going to be really fun. That's going to be a good one. Adrian, black and blue border brawl. Ooh, but, baby. but, 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 you can't overlook the game in front of you. No, you cannot. You got to go week by week. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, follow at Trine Broadcast on Twitter. He is the real John K underscore on Twitter. I am at DEverhard00, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.
Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.